friends, Uncle Marv here with another episode of the IT Business Podcast, the show where we help you run your managed service provider business, your trunk slamming business, your solopreneur business, anything that you are doing with network support. We help you do it better, smarter, and faster tonight. I am joined by what I think is my good friend, Mr. Sean Lardo from ConnectWise. Sean, how are you? Doing great. And you are accurate in saying that I am your good friend. I'm trying to figure out my camera. Like, I'm totally off-centered, and I don't know what the hell I'm doing. But yes, uh, I am your good friend. Uh, actually, over the past couple of years, you and I have really spent some time together. We have. We have. Although I do need to uh, first say in the Facebook chat, uh, your father is here. <laughs> Did you see that? I am not even see. Honestly, there he is. Uh, he, he so. I feel like, you know, I don't know if that man ever works. I wouldn't know because he left. He abandoned me at a young age. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those of you that do not know, this is the Wednesday live show, 8 p.m. Eastern, most Wednesdays. And we live stream as per usual to YouTube, the Facebook, and we are now also doing link- LinkedIn. And every now and then I'll throw a Twitch in there, but uh, tonight we're just doing the main three, and we're going to be talking about Pitch It. The season is here, and Sean, why don't we just go ahead and get this out of the way? Can you tell the audience, for those who do not know for the last five years, what Pitch It is? Absolutely. So Pitch It is a, it's a Shark Tank concept, right? It's ConnectWise way of um, reinvesting into the community by looking for vendors that are startups. Uh, innovators, people that are going to help with the ecosystem with partners. Um, But it does boil down to being a Shark Tank concept where they will be competing for prize money. Um, First place, 70,000. Second place, 30,000. They do compete live at IT Nation uh, in November and down in Orlando. So that's exactly what it started as. That's what it's been for the last several years now. Um, It's morphed. Last year, um, when I came aboard at ConnectWise, they... I, I earned the responsibility of owning Pitchit. Um, and we, and, and ConnectWise actually, they, they doubled down on it by that we created an incubator system, right? Uh, it is an incubator accelerator program now. They get 16 weeks of training from people that are actual practitioners in a space in various realms between sales and marketing and whatnot. Um, merges, acquisitions, integrations, roadmap development, you name it, they're, they're doing it, right? And they, we do these classes, these workshops every single week with them. Not to mention, we do webinars and live streams and recorded sessions with people like you, which we will be doing with you guys this year. Yeah. Um, to get these vendors out in front of the MSPs, so they can, so people can start to learn who they are. Because the one thing that we want to make sure we do get the exposure, because the one major piece that MSPs are always trying to solve is their stack alignment. Where do they go to get their technologies? Right. And as you mentioned, so last year we kind of got in towards the tail end. We, we hosted one of the shows about your Royal Rumble. Yes. And uh, yes, yes. got in on that. But this year, <laughs> yeah, but this year we're doing something a little bit different. We are partnering with you through the yep. entire season. And yes, I know are. that you're, I know that you're doing the circuit with all the, the other podcasters and influencers in the channel. Glad that you think that I'm a influencer and can help you, but we're going to be doing several shows and yeah. starting with this one to, you know, kick off the season, we're going to talk to the finalists 
from last yep. year and do a series of interviews from your contestants from this year. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I, I'm, we, we as a team are grateful that you were willing to work with us on it um, because yes, you are an influencer. You are actually, you're one of the people that, you know, you and I've worked together on a couple of these podcasts, but also we sat on the panel. Well, you hosted the panel, you know what you're talking about. You live the, you live and breathe this, this space. Um, you are a trusted source for these things. And, and a lot of people appreciate you. So it's a, it was a, for me, it was a pretty easy map. For me, it was a pretty easy marriage. Um, yeah. I don't know. It wasn't, I don't know if it was easy for you as it was for me, but you know, it was a lot of first sight for me. I don't know. Well, you know, I had to think about it because I had to look at my schedule and I'm like, man, that's a lot of stuff you're asking me to do. I know. <laughs> I know. You, you know, I know. And I appreciate that too. And it's, and you know, we're, we, uh, we opened up the application period, February 1st, we made the announcement. Um, so vendors can apply and the application process ends at the end of April. So you have ample time to apply. Um, the, we'll, once we finish, once we finish the period, We'll vet out all the people that make that will make the cut, um, and we'll let them know the first and within by the end of the first week of May, and the season kicks off the following week. Basically, um, right. we're not waiting. We're not wasting any time. Now l- let's talk about the vendors that are going to be be a part of this competition because most of the yeah. people think that oh, it's going to be th- the same old people we've seen at conferences for the last several years. It's the ones we know. This is not the case. These are, you know emerging vendors in our space. Now they may have been around for a while outside of the managed service space, but they're either trying to get in or they're brand new. Uh, Tell us a little bit more about uh, how those, those vendors have come about. No, that that's a, that's a dead on that. You're completely accurate because let's use the example of at it nation last year, in November, we had eight of them sponsor. We had 18 vendors that were in the competition throughout the whole accelerator program. We had eight that sponsored at IT Nation itself in November. Of the eight, only two had ever sponsored before. The rest were all brand new. Mm. And they're brand new from different walks of life. So out of the three finalists last year, we had one that was um we had one company that uh with humanize it that he came from corporate America essentially. He was an engineer that be, it was in corporate America and created a QBR system and a sales name platform that led him into this program. He's learned all this as he goes, you know? So he's brand new to the space. Um, there are several of the vendors that, more than several, but I, I'll venture to say over 60% of vendors were or are currently MSPs that have built a solution to, to, that they had to solve a problem for that they realized they could they should launch to the entire space. So you're talking, and it's and it's all walks of life too, as far as what they bring in the needs of the, of the industry, whether it's, as I mentioned, the QBR piece or, the other finalist was a automation, automated pen testing platform, Ravana High, which you'll we'll have the interview with them at some point. And the other one was Alert Ops. Alert Ops, they, they were not MSPs and they were new to the space. They were the only company, one of the only companies that sponsored the year prior as well. Okay. And they'd only been for one year. So like we're only in year two of them being around. And, and so, yeah, you're seeing a huge influx of companies now, especially with the whole digitalization and cloud everything almost you're seeing a lot more emerging vendors come out and we're just trying to harness that power. So tell us now where you're actually finding these, because it's, I can't imagine that they're all just sitting out there looking around for this, you know, pitch it program. So I assume that there's gotta be some reach out to find out who these, these emerging vendors are. 
Absolutely. So we take those papers with the little tabs on them and we stick them to the telephone poles and they rip off the tab and has my phone number. Okay. Call. All right. Um, that's, that's how we all yeah. got started. You know, trunk slamming, right? <laughs> <laughs> I do it everywhere. No, it's, you know, so I, I've been in this space for a while and there's, I have a lot of really good friends that are, that are very much involved and always looking to improve and better this. Um, word of mouth is one piece of it. Um, but there's a lot of advertising going out from ConnectWise itself. Um, and there's so, as you know, there's so many communities, so many communities. Um, and yeah, I talked to them all. I put this out in every single community because there's a couple of things. You as an MSP, you may work with one of these vendors already that nobody heard about. It's not, it's very, it's very common that MSPs will tell me about vendors that I've never heard of. Like, hey, we use this. And it's like just a small shop, small company. They're working with it for the first time. So yeah, that's, this is what we're looking for. And this is where we get them. They're com- they come from across the board. Um, we did a, when we did the press release, it went out on all the medias. So, you know, from Channel Pro Network to CRN to whatever, you name it, it's out there. So, you know, that's, and, and also keep in mind, again, how many people are in the ConnectWise ecosystem that have been with big companies, started their own company or whatever, and MSPs that have done the same exact thing. All right. So you, you've said the word a couple of times, and let me go ahead and ask this question. You're not ready for it, I know, because I did not prep you, and it's not on your cheat sheet. But for those of us in the channel, that for those of us that have been around, we have seen the mergers and acquisitions and you know the gobbling up of other people in the space. Why would ConnectWise do something like this and encourage others? other vendors to join us? Sure. Um, it's easy. ConnectWise made a position and a stance a long time ago to be um, a conduit, to, to, to say the least. Um, we're here to be an IT supply chain company. You know, we ConnectWise morphed from, you know, being an MSP to a SaaS company to having a marketplace. It, 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 suits, it suits our needs because, you know, if we can help every MSP grow, I mean, selfishly speaking, the more an MSP grows, the more we do, right? The more we get in business. Um, but if we can provide a one-stop shop for them to find what they need right through us and we can vet them out, it secures these MSPs for future growth. And, and you know, and again, selfishly speaking, as a ConnectWise person, if we can make a vendor successful, they're going to sponsor our events. They're going to get more ingrained in the ecosystem. They're going to spend more money, period. You know, they're going to spend more money with us. They're going to make MSPs more successful. MSPs are more successful than they spend more money. And it's a win-win for us. It's where the it's the direction of this of this whole industry. Um, we're not looking, we're not looking to be we're we're aware and it's factual that we're not gonna there's not a one-stop shop place that can one company that can provide every single thing as a single product. It's impossible. You know, there's not one thing like that exists out there today for anything you purchase. You never go to one company for one platform or for one tool that can do every single thing. So it makes more sense just to bring everybody in raise everybody up, make everybody successful as a community. And one thing ConnectWise has always done long before I got here was they did community rights a long time ago. All right. So we mentioned this is year five for this. And mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about how the process has gone over the years because it sounds like it's growing. And yeah. is this something where it has literally grown year over year or has this been a big boom in the last 18 months or so? So um, it's all. So it was always the same structure before, where it was they apply, they get vetted out, 
Um, they do a few presentations and then they get moved on to being finalists, whoever, right? Um, last year was our largest class ever to go in by by almost threefold, actually. Um, twofold, I'm lying, twofold. And so, and we had more applications that we didn't accept all of them. We, we vetted out people um, just because we didn't think it was a good fit. Because the one thing we wanted to make sure we do is the way we look at it is the partners are are trusting us to vet out these these vendors before we say, hey, they're they're amongst the ConnectWise ecosystem because you know as well as I do if you if you co-brand with ConnectWise, then you people think you're part of ConnectWise or not part of the company but part of that ecosystem, right? So yes, we it, it started off that way. Last year was the first year for the accelerator program, um, and we had great success. As a matter of fact, I you know, and I know we'll get into it when we interview the other the the other vendors. But you know, I asked them for like what their numbers looked like before, during, and after the whole pitch it series, and they all had success, a great deal of success actually, from all the different things from various reasons. Um, one will be like alert offs. They'll tell you how they were able to shrink down their they were able to cut their onboarding time in half just from understanding MSPs better, mm. you know, which is a big deal, you know, but this program. And yeah, I, I will say that the last year and a half, almost the last year, let's say has become far bigger and it's only going to get bigger. Now we've already, we, we've already gotten a dozen applications in already. And we only started this on the first what, we're seven days into it. Um, so yeah, I'm pleased with it so far. We are very excited about it. It's not going to get any smaller. It's only going to get bigger. My goal is to make sure, like I told Jason McGee, our CEO, that we're, I want to be on the main stage. I want, I want to overlap the keynote at one point with all these vendors. <laughs> okay. All right. He, dream he big. He just kind of shook his head at me. So I don't know what that means yet. Dream big. Dream big. All right. So you mentioned that the vendors must be a good fit. And I've actually talked with some companies that I've done work with over the past that I thought, ooh, this might be a company that should be in the, in the channel. And when I say the channel, meaning a company that supplies products and services for individual IT companies like managed service providers. And once you get in, some of them just, they're not ready. They, they don't have a dashboard that is multi-tenant. They don't have, you know, the right frame of mind and may not want to grow. So what are some of the things that make vendors a good fit for this program and what are some things that will keep them out? Sure. No, that's that's a, that's actually a great question. So first, they have to follow the three promises that we launched that we announced two years ago that Jason McGee stood on stage and said about ConnectWise themselves, ourselves, right? Which is, you know, easy to do business with. We want to make it easier, right? Um, investing even more in partner growth, they have to invest into this ecosystem, into this community, and they have to be, you know, we talk about more innovations faster. They have to be innovating, right? Now that's simple things, right? Now, as far as what makes them successful in here and how we vet, you know, take a, you know, obviously we're talking about startups here, so that they already acknowledges that part. But they can't be coin operated. We're not looking for a fly by night operation. You know, they have to be in it for the long haul. They have to have a program that's either selling to or selling through or selling to and through MSPs. You know, um, and if they do, we're not telling them this is this is a program for startups. So we're not telling these guys that they have to have everything locked down and ready to go because they chances are they don't. That's why they sign up. That's why we give the education to those. But they do have to have a working product with clients and they have to be, and this has to be something that we know the MSPs are asking for. Like again, look at last year. Last year alone, the three finalists acknowledged that it's all of it from QBRs to, to pen testing, to alerting notifications and making it simple for them. 
those are three major areas of opportunity for MSPs always, not to mention the other ones like uh, Walter Acevedo that is doing uh, from Binox MSP, where he's created uh, a CRM essentially for MSPs. You know, again, all these things are all things that are related to the IT stack for the most part in one way, shape or form. Let me switch gears here and ask you a question that uh, I'm going to throw a, a vendor under the bus because they came on the show last year and came out and publicly said, we want to get into the MSP space. And this vendor had been around for years. They're actually integrated into a lot of the products we use, Splashtop. And mm-hmm. the reason I'm calling them out is because after they made that big push, before the end of the year, they decided, you know what? We're out. I don't know why they're out. I don't know what happened, but they just said, you know what? It's not for us. Right. No, they, that's, we've all seen that, right? <laughs> I, I've seen it. I've seen it from lots of companies. So to add on to this, in order for our, our contestants to be in the finals as one of the finalists, they have to be invent partners with ConnectWise as well, which means they've invested coin. Okay. They've actually invested money. They become part of it. And this is not just paying us money. This is you have to pay a certain fee to be in invents, right? And you have to pay certain fees for, for um, rev share involved with integrations, but you also have to allocate your people to do the integration too. So you've made investments. So this is another way to look for longevity out of them as well. But again, over 60% of the people that have applied and been part of this have been MSPs. So they know. And a lot of them are, and, and so take away us, like ConnectWise, even holding them to anything. They're usually friends with all of you guys. They're at the same conference. They've been for years as an MSP. So now if they don't, if they don't, they don't put their face on and continue, they, they lose friends. Right. And nobody wants to lose friends. Now, in terms of the money, now you've said that they, they need to invest. They mm-hmm. need to be partners in some degree. Yep. I'll just ask this out of ignorance. Do some of these people look at it? Well, We'll invest, you know, with ConnectWise, we'll do these conferences. We're just in it to get our money back and that's it. Or do they need to use the money to further their brand and make it more MSP friendly? So if they win, they're one of the other winners, we go through an extensive planning session with all with the first place is 70,000, the second place is 30,000. We go through a planning session for strategy for the year where they're going to allocate the funds. Most of these guys, most of these men and women, are usually engineer people or technology people, and they've already built a really good product. Their next challenge is how do they grow and scale? So it's an easy thing to talk about when you're looking at just those two categories and not the whole everything, right? Because they've already built this. They already have, they're usually really good operationally, internally. They just can't get external. So when we go through the session, we talk about where are you going to invest your money? These winnings, where are you going to put it? And, and I'll tell you now, last the last few years, it's been the same. They've invested towards growth whether it's conferences, hiring the right people, creating content along those lines, that's all part of this. And that's what they've done. Um, the first place winner last year, they've already they've already paid or signed the contract and are currently paying for IT Nation at the end of the year. They're sponsoring some of the ASCII events, you know, so they're they're doing these things that they're supposed to do. The second place, they're sponsoring ASCII events. They're sponsoring Secure and IT Nation. The third place that didn't win any money, they're sponsoring all these as well. So they all were active, taking active Pro, proactive approaches to get themselves more ingrained in the space. So it's not about getting their money back. It's about them investing long-term for the long haul. You know, let's be clear. A lot of them, just like any other startup company, they're thinking about the future of we could possibly be acquired, you know, or we can make a lot of money and go public. They're all thinking the same things, right? right? 
So yeah. they're not getting into this. I don't see many people that have a full-time job already starting a company and saying, I'm starting this company just to break even. I've never seen that. All right. Well, just thought I'd ask because, you know, that's that's what we're here no, for. It's, it's it's something that as as a MSP, I want to know that the vendors I choose to work with are going to be around. Absolutely. Now, yeah, they might get acquired and we, you know, we live through that. <laughs> yeah, as yeah, as right. As you, can do, you can't do that, right? But but you don't want them saying, hey, we're here for you. And then you throw all of your stuff over to them. You make a mass migration over to a product of theirs from something else you used to have. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, we're done now. Because now you're, you can't get back that time and you lose effectiveness with your clients. You lose, you lose a lot of, you lose a lot of money. You lose a lot of sleep. So no, we're, no, we, we already, the conversations we have with them when they're being vetted, we look at what they do. We look at what makes sense. We look to see if they have a product. We look to see if they have customers already. A lot of these guys have had customers already and they're working with them. Not a lot, but maybe a hundred, maybe 50. All depends on what the cost point, the price point is for them too. You know, and, and this, these are conversations, again, the training that they get, one of the classes they give through one of the workshops is product and pricing and packaging. And they have to give them a chance to actually think about like, am I addressing the market the right way? Do I have product market fit? And does and am I am I uh, pricing myself out of the market too? All right. So I see a couple of comments in the chat that I want to get to, but before we do that, let's use this as a quick break and talk about some supporters of the podcast. And folks, Net Ally is the presenting sponsor of the IT Business Podcast. NetAlly is the ultimate solution for all your network needs with advanced diagnostic tools and 24-7 support. NetAlly ensures your network runs smoothly and efficiently. Their network testers and Wi-Fi analysis tools help network engineers and technicians better deploy, manage, and maintain networks. Now, this company was founded by engineers who are passionate about innovation and their products are trusted by professionals worldwide. And their products include the Link Sprinter 300, which was a basic network tester with distance to cable fault indication and goes all the way up to the NetAlly Etherscope NHG, a multi-technology, all-in-one handheld network analyzer. So you've heard me talk about them before. I use them. I'll obviously have shows about them, but I can tell you this. They make you say goodbye to frustrating downtime and hello to fast and reliable performance. So head over to netally.com today and experience the peace of mind that comes with reliable network. And the live stream is brought to you by Computers Done Right. Are you slow? I mean, are you tired of slow and unreliable computers? Say goodbye to your computer woes with Computers Done Right, a managed IT services company providing computer repair, IT support and management in Venice, Florida, and surrounding areas. With their expert technicians, you can get your computer running at top speed in known time. They offer a full range of IT solutions to meet both home and business needs. So why wait? Get your computer fixed right with Computers Done Right. And I should also give a shout out to some of the listeners that have become patrons and contribute. And you can do that by going to itbusinesspodcast.com and selecting support. And you can join such wonderful patrons as Tom Bill, Clark Stockdale, Kyle Kenyon, and Synchro MSP. They are actually a patron of the show. Thank you for your support. 
And if you head over to itbusinesspodcast.com, you'll be able to go back and look at all the past shows and look at some of the other things we've got going up at the top right. Click on follow. And if this is your first time listening to or watching the show, click on your favorite podcatcher there and be notified anytime we have a show get published. All right, Sean, you uh, you done? Look, I'm blurry. <laughs> you you I'm, blew I'm, smoke on the screen, man. <laughs> I know, like something happened. I don't know what happened. What is it what happened is, yesterday too? I was doing a live stream, and it just went like this, and I was like, God, this is horrible. I'm literally cleaning it off now. Let's try that. Nope. Yep. Okay. Up, up. It was good for a second. It was good, right? And then I went away. Yeah. I swear, I don't understand. It must be your lighting. You got something going on in the background, you know, you got that, but is that one of those big Sony, you know, $900 cameras? No, no, it's just the Logitech web, Logi webcam. It's like good. All right. Um, it was only, uh, see what's going on. So what's that on your back wall, by the way? I just, I was going to ask you that before you've got that thing that looks like an only fans wall back there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually my only, only dads. Um, <laughs> No, uh, which part I have um, the one above your left hand? Oh, right here. Yeah. So looks like looks my, like a uh, criminal minds wall, but <laughs> all the it's all the pictures of family, friends, and events. You know that uh, actually, my girlfriend she was like, "We should do all this in your in your office." So yeah, so there it is. Okay. Um, she's far more artistic than I am with some random stuff hanging up based off of my style, which is also. All my nerd stuff over here from Zelda to, to whatever. Take your pick. Um, so, yeah, I, I spend a lot of time here, so I might as well make it comfortable. Yep, might as well. All right, let me go back. So while we were talking, when I asked the question about uh, why is ConnectWise doing this, a uh, comment came up that said, uh, I think that ConnectWise supporting more options for our stack makes them a better company for us. Yep. To get eighty, eighty of our stack, uh, I would agree with that. I, no, it's. I mean, if if you've never had, if you've never taken a look at the marketplace, you should. Right, we already have a marketplace with hundreds of vendors on it. Right, and a lot of these vendors also sponsor our events too. So you're able to get involved as as an MSP. You want to be able to find everybody everywhere, right? You want to be able to have access to meeting them, seeing yeah. what they're about. Also, because you're using companies like Connectwise for your central core operations with PSA, RMM, and everything else, any things that are complementary to it, things that are going to integrate into it, because hopefully we can try to mitigate the amount of places you got to go to do your job. Now, not going to get rid of them all. We would love to do that. <clears throat> Every one of us has been trying to do that for years, but it's impossible to do that. But if we can give you almost the Amazon experience of at least being able to purchase and get reviews and everything in one place, then we're, that's what we're working to do. And pitch it is just an extension of this now. All right. So let's go back and talk about last year's three finalists. You've already mentioned them, uh, Humanize It, Vanahi Security, and Alert Ops. So yep. give us a quick brief synopsis of these three and their journey through last year's pitch it process. Sure. Um, so, again, of the, of the three, they had all been actively looking at ConnectWise and doing stuff with ConnectWise in the back end. They were all looking to be coming, um, being in the marketplace, being invent partners and whatnot, right? They understood that their their business was going to be found there. You know, again, because ConnectWise has, a, has, a, has such a strong community, it just made sense for them to get involved, right? And, they, and they're selling directly to MSPs, so why not, right? 
Now, when they applied, um, again, through the vetting process, we went through all of them. And there's a team of us that actually go through this. And, and we look at them all. We make sure they have a website for crying out loud, because back to your point, you know, you don't, you got to make sure people exist. Right? right. And there's, you're not, there's, there, you can't, it's not like you can go on the radio shack and find them. Right. Cause there's no radio shack either. So, um, dude, we, you, we went, you just aged yourself with half the listeners don't know what radio shack is. Well, no, they, yeah, I, I disagree. They, 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 they probably watch stranger things and Bob or whatever his name was worked at radio shack. It's on there. So they know from that. Okay. Don't tell me you didn't watch Stranger Things. I have no idea what that is. Oh, my. Do you not forget, <sighs> man? I am not your typical geek. Yeah, no, but I it, grew up playing sports. Shows. Yeah, no, no, no. Hold on. Stranger I didn't Things watch, on Netflix. I, and I don't watch like Netflix. It's one of the best shows. And you would love it because it's nostalgic. It's all through, like, the 80s and, like, going into the 90s. Stranger Things. Amazing. Oh, my God. Really? Really? Oh my God. Listen, I get made fun of because I didn't watch Star Wars. I, I was watching. I don't know. I was watching Star Trek with my daughter before I came up here to do this. So. Well, I, I watched Star Trek. I watched both. And I thought you had to pick one or the other. You couldn't do both. I do do both. That's because I was I, I wasn't the geek growing up. There was there's an appreciation for both. If you're, well, I know, know that now. People, I know some people are extremely loyal to one and they want to argue about it. But it's kind of like you know, Star Wars is magic and wizardry. And Star Trek is science and, and exploration, right? That's what they are. So, and I like all of them. So I, I watch them all because I don't, I guess I'm just a rebel. All right. All I know I is that know. Captain Kirk changed the world. I would agree. Captain Kirk <laughs> is awesome. Captain James. Tiberius Kirk. Awesome. Yep. And it's William Shatner, which is like, I mean, he's awesome. Let's be clear. He was awesome as that. And I loved him even like I saw a few episodes of Boston Legal. He was that was his best acting was in Boston Legal. I agree. He was great. I mean, cigars and scotch on the balcony. Yep. And, I want that balcony. I already have the scotch and cigars. I just don't have the balcony. You probably cut a little hole somewhere up there. That looks like you can do a a cutout. What do they call the thing where you can do the like the balconies? Well, no. There's you a, a you can do a alcove. Cut like out. a dormer? Yeah, right? dormer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's the front. The back, maybe I'll put a deck out there. So, you know, and get some peace. But, um, so these these three companies, they came through. They uh, they went through the whole program. There's requirements to being part of the program. So you want to talk about investment. They're required to be at the workshops every week. They don't make them. We, they, they're, they're removed from the program. This, is, this program is built. We have people volunteering their time that aren't even connected by as employees like them, like Michelle McBain and Amy Luby, Heather Margolis. Those are people that they're not, they don't work for ConnectWise and they volunteer their time to help the space. They want to help. So if they're going to volunteer their time, then these people have to make sure they show up for this. And if they don't, they're out. Not to say if they missed one, they're out. That's not how it is. But if they're just perpetually missing consecutive over and over and over again, then we just don't, we're, we're going to, we're, they're going to be gone. Okay. Um, they, again, it, it's for their betterment. If they go to these and they learn, I, like humanize it because they had not been in the space. They didn't know anybody. And, and, um, Adam will tell you, he's one, he'll tell you exactly one of the biggest benefits for him was to understand the MSPs better, but more importantly, to meet people that he can connect with that can help him navigate the space. So these people that he met, like the head coaches that we, that we had last year, Callan Sapien was his head coach. Callan Sapien knows ever, he knows everybody. He's, he's awesome. 
So yeah, they, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a great program. People are great and they've worked their butt off. All of them did in eight. And plus they had to, they had to pitch through the preliminaries that you helped us promote with Matt Solomon, which we're doing again this year. They had to, from 18 teams with the drill on a three and they were the three. So they, they go through the uh, application process. You guys have to vet them, make sure, mm-hmm. <laughs> make sure they're real, make sure they have the concept of wanting to grow, wanting to service MSPs, yep. uh, fulfilling the three promises. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned these workshops. So throughout this process, is it the, uh, was it 16 weeks? 16 weeks. Yep. They accelerate program. 15 of them were, were workshops. Okay. So, and it's every single week. Um, it was an hour a week, every week we're, we're actually extended to an hour and a half this year because we realized like they were getting so much and they wanted so much more of, of certain things. So we actually did, um, we did do a net promoter score, you know, and we asked them, we did a survey every week. We did a survey at the end. We asked them, Hey, um, what worked, what didn't work, you know, and anything, anything that had the, the, uh, you know, the unanimous average that were low, we're moving those, those workshops, the ones that were high, we're keeping and we're expanding on those ones. Um, and we kind of had an idea which ones they were to go, you know, as they went on. But like we wanted to make sure we gave as much as we could possibly give to them to give them a, a well-rounded well-rounded education for this. And the goal is for them to end up as a finalist at mm-hmm. IT Nation this year. It is going to be November 8th through the 10th in lovely Orlando, Florida. Yes. And uh, before we go uh, more into the contestants. Let's actually talk about that conference. So it's IT Nation Connect yep. and describe that conference for us. So if you're in the space, you've been around long enough. You And again, I was the outsider. I didn't work for ConnectWise. It was one of the, it was the conference, the BI, right? You have a handful of them. You have DattoCon, you have this, you have Kaseya, right? Those are always big ones for, for this space. Um, so I'll speak not even selfishly for my past success as a result of this, IT Nation Connect was a great conference for me to sponsor. And this isn't a plug. I don't make any money on selling anything. Just sort of there. But as a startup, when I worked all the startups, I always sponsored this conference because it was very good. It was very good because it we keep the we keep the amount of sponsors to a reasonable number. That way, every one of them gets a lot of attraction from all the from all the MSPs. The showrooms set up really well. You don't go without getting leads, regardless. I had my most successful, my most successful shows were with Connect. Now. The show itself, if you're an MSP, is great because, again, back to vetting out, we vet out all the speakers based off what MSPs have been asking for, what they need. We try to we try to cater it around those things. So that way, whoever applies for a speaking engagement, they have, they're vetted out. They have to provide their abstract, and it has to be what we want to see, what the MSPs are asking for. We're very much partner-led in that case. So not only do you get the, the, the ability to go see speakers and learn things that you want to learn, also the vendors that you want to see, but also the most importantly probably is the networking that happens. There's a ton of networking that occurs at the conference, which is good because nobody better than learn from than your own peers about what they're doing and start to share ideas and concepts and theories and, and what technologies they should, they should look at and whatnot and make introductions. So, and, and not to mention even though is that, you know, we are connected to us that acquired, you know, what's now the Evolve peer group, which was Arnold Sorensen and team, right? ACG. So everybody knows that that exists. So they're there too, as well to, to learn from. All right. And and how many people are usually there at that conference? Oh, well, let's put it this way. Last year, the hurricane took place, right? While we were there, right? Yeah. We were a little nervous. We were sweating bullets. Yes, you Still were. 
we still had over 4,000 people show up. Okay. I mean, it was, uh, it, it was crazy busy. Um, not to mention I shaved my whole face for charity with Matt Lee in them. And we all looked odd. Nobody knew who we were. We looked weird. We don't, especially bald guys. Me don't look, I look like a turtle. No, you look like a Florida man. Let's let's get that straight. <laughs> I mean, that's why I wore my Golden Girl Golden Girl shirt for you, man. I, I wanted to. Oh, I thought it was Tom Brady's eighty for Brady movie. You were going to go watch. No. Oh, you know what? I I mean, I will absolutely. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> you can't support that. I'm not. To be clear, yeah, I might not be able to support the movie, but I'm not a Brady fan as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, right? Yeah. However. I am a Brady fan as just a football fan because how can you not appreciate what he did? I thought you were going to say you were a Sally Field fan. That's where I thought well, you were going. How, well, of course, she was with a bandit. How can <laughs> That's you not? Right. Back to dating myself, right? Yeah. She was with a bandit. How could you not like Sally Field? Oh, man. So let's do this. For those I mean, we with this whole time without talking about who ConnectWise is, because there may be some people – watching that don't know ConnectWise software company that provides business management software for technology providers. Uh, they basically provide a range of services from patch management, scripting, remote access, monitoring, sales and marketing, much, much more. Dude, here's what I didn't know. And, and I don't know how I didn't know this, but how in the world are they based in Tampa, Florida? And I not know. I don't know how you don't know that. Been forever. I got they clients in Tampa. In, I'm over there all the time. They were founded. We were founded in Tampa. So yeah. Um, I can't believe I so, haven't gotten an invite to come see the mothership. Actually, we just opened our we we just opened our brand new offices just uh, Q3 of last year. What, where um, where are the new offices? Downtown Tampa. Right oh, downtown. I hate, hate downtown. Where was the old offices? Um. Courtney, I'm, I, Courtney Campbell. I'm not, I'm not a Tampa guy. Um, <laughs> so it was, they were in like a industrial park of office space. Oh, That's on, they were like Dale Mabry Boulevard or something, right? Yeah. Somewhere down there along the coast there or whatever it is. Yeah. I was there yeah. once. Um, not, not nice office space. The, the new office is, is really nice. And we're, we're actually building out on the first floor, this huge digital experience thing, which is absolutely ridiculous. Ridiculously amazing. It's, they've been working on it since the beginning. The office is open, but this has not because there's so much going into it. It's gonna, it's gonna. I hate to use the word, use the word revolutionize, but it really will. The approach to doing digital creation for video and content and whatnot, training everything. It's it's absurd. All right, so you got to get me in touch with somebody because I've got to make at least three trips to Tampa this year. So well, I, let I me got... know when you're going. I'll come down. We'll create some content. All right. We'll do that. We already have a studio. We do already have a studio set up there already. So it won't be a, yeah. Oh yeah. But the, 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 the place I'm referring to on the first floor isn't done yet. So when that's done, that will be the, well, we'll, we'll plan it around that. We can do the big unveiling. I can do the connect wise crib show. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. You know, that's a great idea. All the people that I'm working with for this, you guys all should come and we do a cribs episode. Talk about it. Is there going to be a, is there going to be a grand opening for that? Yes, there will be. Well, there you go. 
Yeah, exactly. I'm down. I'm always down. All right. Let me write this so, down. I will Tampa. Yeah. <laughs> Connect wise. I would prefer to go to Tampa when it's winter in Pittsburgh, but it's not going to be the case when it opens. So I'll go down when it's hotter. It's fine. I'm not good in that heat. I don't, you know, Pittsburgh was just fine when I went there. Where were you, by the way? When? I for, I don't know. Last, uh, when did I go? You heard about it and you were like, dude, let's Oh, meet. I commented on, yeah, then we never got, we never what, did Because I don't think you were even in town. You were off somewhere else. I, I don't know. I, I, might, I think I was out of town too. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to be here. I know. I don't tell yeah. people when I travel. <laughs> you should let me know when you're coming here. And I'm, you know, I, I'm, whenever you're ready, I'm ready. All right. And actually, if you come during, whether it's football or baseball or hockey season, we can just catch a game. But I don't like any of your teams. Well, of course you don't. We probably need <laughs> a lot of your teams. I get it. <laughs> well, so wait, what are you, you're in Florida. Are you a Florida fan? No, I, don't, I don't like our teams either. <laughs> oh, so, what, so who are you a fan of? Who so are you a fan we got of? We got, well, I have to pick a new team. So my football team, it, so I can't go back and tell you the whole story. But right now we are picking a new team because we're off the Aaron Rodgers bandwagon because we actually oh. follow players more than we follow teams. So, oh. you know, Peyton Manning, Aaron so Rodgers. You're following Aaron Rodgers? I, I was till he went all COVID so, crazy on us. Yeah, dude. Well, I just don't like the fact that he, he, he demanded such a huge contract, which affects your – back to the reason why I appreciate Tom Brady. He took less money. To have a team to win a championship. Yep. He understood. I don't understand. If I if you pay me $10 million a year, I'm going to be okay, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like I'm gonna be okay. if, if I mean, at the end of all this, when you look at 40, 50 years from now, who do you think is going to be talked about more? Aaron Rodgers with his salary in one Super Bowl only or Tom Brady with six? Well, it's always going to be Tom because, you know, of Tom's going to spend the next 10 years in the booth. With a huge contract. $30 million a year. Yeah. See, I mean, and there's endorsements too. They get paid on all that stuff. I don't understand. Like, I don't need the large check to tell me I'm the best. I need the championships to say I'm the best. But like, yeah. I did, especially as court at quarterback. It's one of the only positions that you that they can claim that the reason why that team won is because they were the quarterback. Unless you're Trent Dilfer and you play for oh, the Ravens. See, I like Trent Dilfer. I like Trent Dilfer, but he's not the reason why the Ravens won a Super Bowl. Uh, no, it wasn't the Ravens. It was the the Buccaneers. No. No, Trent Dilfer won with the Ravens. Well, who was? Oh, Brad was, Johnson was the Buccaneers. Brad Johnson won with the Buccaneers. <laughs> same thing. Same, exactly, same quarterback. Exactly. Yes. But not as a result of them playing. I mean, they, as a result of them playing, because they managed the team the way they needed to. Well, yeah, really, you still have to have really, a certain level of play. I mean, they didn't make the mistakes. Because here's the thing. Exactly. Tampa Bay would have been an awesome team if Jameis Winston didn't throw 33 interceptions. <laughs> Correct. Exactly. The, and yeah, because you had a really good team that, that for two straight years, you guys can't play with solid. Yeah. You know, but that's, but I can say the same thing about Ben Roethlisberger in his first Super Bowl. First Super Bowl was won by our defense. Defense, yeah. And Jerome Bettis and our offensive line and Heinz Ward. And Randall Well, too. He played good. Yeah. But really. That one catch was, in the corner of the end zone, Heinz Ward. Cool. No, no, the corner catch was the next Super Bowl against Arizona, and it was Antonio. Antonio Holmes. That's when okay. Ben actually won the game. He uh, actually played it and won. But that first Super Bowl in, in Detroit, 
against Seattle was won by defense. Not, I mean, our defense was lights out. Probably yeah. one of the best defense I ever saw. I mean, holy hell. Ike Taylor, Troy Palomalo in the back. I mean, both shut down people, period. Everybody else didn't matter. Defense-wise on the line, you, 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 had, you probably have six potential Hall of Famers that played on that defense. Yep. So Troy Palomalu, never not working. <laughs> dude, stud. Freaking <laughs> stud. I just had this conversation the other day about who was the better safety, Ed Reed or Troy Palomalu. Mm, now, Ed Reed was a beast, right? And the person that his argument was Ed Reed had more interceptions. And I said, well, I don't hire a defensive player because they can catch the ball. I hire a defensive player so they can stop the ball from being catched, right? From being caught. Now, Having the interception really helps, right? Yeah, but you you look at Troy, who was much more of a stopper. Every about everything. I mean, it was everything. he his his range from side to side, being able to go up and tackle in you know in between the trenches and stuff. Uh, yeah, Ed Reed, Ed Reed wasn't losses, that. Everything, right? Ed Reed didn't do that. Ed Reed played back. Yeah. So I was like, so when I look at it as far as a utility player, I think of like Ronnie Lott. Same thing, right? Ronnie Lott was he stopped everybody. He was yep. a beast. You know, he didn't pick them all. Oh, look at this. We we uh, have a sports uh, uh, comments in the chat. What about Bill Bates? Here, here comes the Cowboys. I, here's the thing. A, a different era, different time. You know, well, Keith, Keith is 110. That's the last thing he remembers. And, and wasn't he a, a benefit of what was that line called? The defensive uh, of Dallas? Oh, um. I mean, Keith, he was, what is it? The only thing you do know, well, I know that. I don't know. But and if he, anybody watches football every Sunday, just tune into Keith's commentary on whatever game he's watching so he can tell you how the officials cheat against the Cowboys no matter what. What does happens. he do? Have a, is it a Twitter thing? Uh, oh, it's on Facebook. He's constantly comments on Facebook <laughs> the whole game. It's, I mean, at one point I would jump in and comment with him and just like make fun of it. And then I realized I felt bad. So I couldn't continue to comment because I felt, I thought like he was, becoming like partially like sad and depressed and we need therapy after the each game. So is it you know? like the, uh, the red zone of Facebook? Is that what that is? <laughs> it is with all the conspiracy theories though. Nah. It's not part of it. It's like every time he, he, he actually calls the game for you. He is color commentary without any color. Yeah. But is it all about America's team, which they're no longer America's team. No, they never were. It was a marketing spiel. Who well, I mean, but they, they were. Yes, I mean, when I came they, back from Berlin, Germany in 1976, the only team that mattered apparently was the Dallas Cowboys. So that's who I liked. That's didn't know any mar- better. It was it was a marketing thing, and nobody could like the Giants. That's why. So nobody still likes the Giants. <laughs> no, right? Except and for the two years the, they beat Tom Brady. Oh my God! I root for. I cheered for them like nobody's business. <laughs> Shit, I, I mean, because those years the, the the Patriots beat the Steelers in the playoffs to get there. So I was like, I hate the Patriots. Let's go, come on, Eli and Eli Manning. That was not good during the regular season. Somehow, in the playoffs, was like lights out yeah. every time. I mean, somehow, some way, he was like, if you could have Peyton Manning regular season and Eli Manning postseason, you would win every Super Bowl. That sounds about right. Because Peyton was lights out regular season. Playoffs, he was a little shaky. It's why he only ended up with two. He could have had more. He had the team. He was definitely talented enough, but he just fall apart yeah. somehow, some way. Yeah, Eli, I, game day, every time. But you know what the funny thing is? 
Eli looked the same from game one in the preseason oh God, yeah. to the Super Bowl. Dude did not flinch, did not change expression. I don't know if he knew where he was. <laughs> he, I, just, he was confused at times. Like he just didn't know. He was like, hey, it's Sunday and I know we're better to be today. So I came here and he put these pads on me. Yeah. And Peyton, Peyton has got to be the most animated that I have ever seen. He's he's actually better now on the Manning cast than he was on the field. Oh my yes, he is. And he, but he he is um yes, he is he's very entertaining. He is. And he you can tell he's smart as hell. Yeah. And I don't know, like so remember when he came out in a draft, Peyton, Ryan Leaf did too. Remember that was the year they both came out. Yeah. And Ryan, Ryan Leaf. Leaf and and when um Indy drafted Peyton, they said, Why did you draft him? And he said, because he showed up to for like the interview and he asked for the playbook. Like immediately, he said, Can I have the playbook? And started looking at the playbook. They said, they don't have quarterbacks that do that ever. Not when they're just coming for interviews, not knowing where to be drafted. Right. And he was like asking for the playbook. So he was already interviewing them to make sure he wanted to play there, yep. which is awesome. And crying leaf. Oh what, my a, God. what a joke that was. That poor guy. How many, but how many quarterbacks do that, man? They come out. And they're good, and they're not made for the NFL. How many of them we've seen? Oh, a just, lot of them. Like, he, remember the one dude from LS? Was he LSU? Jamarcus Russell? Jamarcus. <laughs> he'd go on his knees and he'd be on his knees and throw from goal line to goal line. I mean, top stud. But you know why? It's the same thing in going from high school to college. You get there because of talent. Right. You're just basically bigger, faster, stronger than everybody else. Then you get to college where you're a little bit more on a level field and then but you get to athletic. and then you get to the pros where everybody is athletic exactly. 6 right. 5 350 pound linemen are as fast as we were in high school yes agree so no, you, agree you've got to be problem. smarter and i agree and i also don't think college programs really prepare quarterbacks to be quarterbacks in the future if you look at it look how many of them run an option offense you know where that's cool and all, but if you never learn the dynamics of being a quarterback and reading the field and, and being in a pro style offense, your NFL is difficult. There's only a couple quarterbacks you've seen that have succeeded at it. One being Alex Smith, because Utah ran that try option, right? Yeah. Um, you see, uh, what's his face from Baltimore? He's doing it, but also he got hurt. And now he might get hurt more because he's a run first guy. Lam- and then uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, like and I and I saw that when he came out of college, I said he'll he'll he's going to be the next Randall version Cunningham. 2.0 of Randall Cunningham and Michael Vick, Michael Vick and, and RG, RG3. RG3. That's yep, that's all exactly. it is. He's just the like, updated version of those. You can't run first. You got to like 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 you know who I thought was going to be like that and change was Donovan McNabb. Because remember when he came out from Syracuse, he had those he had some wheels on him. He could run, but he learned how to read defenses. Yep. And he's one of my favorite quarterbacks ever, to be honest. Of all quarterbacks, and I'm not like an Eagles fan. I'm not non-Eagles fan either, though, because I'm, Steelers and Eagles don't really there's, – there's no there's no um, rivalry because NFC, AFC, there's never been. They don't care. But McNabb, I've always – I mean, McNabb went to the NFC Championship four years, and only one year did he have T.O., which he went to the Super Bowl. And the other three, his number one receiver was James Thrash. Yeah. Who's James Thrash? Well, that's also what happens when you have a coach like Andy Reid. I know. Oh, so, yeah. All right. Well, Sean, we got to do this because I can't believe we talked this much. And Matt Scully was not in the chat. Matt Scully usually is waiting for this. And 
he might be out because you know the Giants were knocked out, and the last time he tried to call me out on a show, I, you know, I, I got to call him back out because they got thrashed. So, <laughs> Matt, if you're listening to this uh, during the playback, we missed you. Could have came in, chatted football. Absolutely. So, and I, by the way, I'm a Lawrence Taylor fan too LT. because I played Tech Mobile, and Lawrence Taylor was the greatest player on Tech Mobile, and I met him and smoked cigars with him at ASCII Jersey. Oh. Two years ago, he was okay. just there for some other reason. He was golfing and stuff, and mm. very—I mean, talk about cool dude. And it was funny because and I'll make this story quick, very quick. This story: um, he sat in the courtyard out back with us, smoked cigars, and all these MSPs are. And he goes, "Hey, do you, do you guys all work together?" And these MSPs are like, "No, we're here for a conference." He's like, "What do you all do?" So you got twenty MSPs, and twenty minutes later, essentially, and his response after they told him, he explained it for twenty minutes. And his exact line is, what the F do you do? <laughs> he's, he's like, and so finally one guy goes, we fix computers for businesses. And he's like, why didn't you say that? And then as soon as that was said, people were like, no, it's more than that. Network engineer. You know what? He's like, I don't even know. Like, he doesn't know what that is. It's irrelevant. But it was, it was awesome. It was so spot on as to, it was a very much an identifier of what MSP struggle with, which is saying what the hell they even do. Yeah, that's, and that's what we have to deal with in trying to describe to our clients. What is, what is this invoice? What is all mm-hmm. this on here? Yep, so. Absolutely. So, yeah, no. And he and I'll tell you what, Lawrence Taylor, you shook my hand. His hand was as big as my freaking forearm. He's a big dude. dude. He's huge. Like, I knew he was big, obviously. I've seen players. But my God, man, he's just massive. Yeah. And he's still in shape. And I'm old. And he's older. And he's in better shape than me. Yeah, but when you make the kind of money they make, you can afford to be in shape. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a difference, man. Absolutely. You have to think about it. You you can afford to do things like eat right and exercise every day and and have personal trainers show up to your house. You can have a wing of the house. Okay, let me get off that soapbox. (laughs) Back Aaron Rodgers. He's going to yeah. be healthy the rest of his life. Yeah. He's so, not going to everyone super cool, but he's going to be healthy the rest of his life. Let's remind everybody. So, I'm going to have in the show notes the links to if you are an emerging vendor or you know of a vendor that you think should be a part Please of the picture program, send them this link uh, connectwise.com slash IT Nation slash pitch slash whatever. It's going to be in the yeah. show notes. So, <laughs> They can go there. Or just Google IT Nation Pitch It and you'll find it. Yep. And There's a whole can, website dedicated to it. And they can go and learn how to uh, how to sell to us in the MSP space. So, Sean, this is going to be great. And for those that missed the beginning of the show, we are going to be doing this for 18 weeks. Well, more than 18 weeks because we got the 90-day application yep. period. We're going to do individual interviews with last year's finalists. Mm-hmm. So the Humanize It, Vanahi Security, and Alert Ops. And then we're also going to be doing shows during the 16 weeks with your contestants. We don't know how we're going to do it yet, but we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Exactly. And I, I, I strongly suggest if you're an MSP or you're a vendor, watch these guys. Learn from all these vendors that are coming out. Find it'll be an easy way for you to learn about some technologies you may not have a chance to see otherwise. It's uh, it's really a good, and it shows support for the community. Remember, MSPs are looking for vendors to show support for community. Vendors are looking for the same thing. 
Absolutely are. So by all means, these people are trying, they're working their ass off. They are looking for success. And the reality is um, they need you guys to be involved. They need you. They need, we also want to hear the feedback. We want you guys to tell us what works and what doesn't work. You know, if you see something that seems out of whack, these vendors want to know about it. They need your feedback so they can improve. Maybe it's the way they position themselves or what their language they use is. But again, back to Lawrence Taylor and MSPs talking, you know what they were. Same rules apply for vendors. They're trying the same thing that you are. Yeah. All right. So again, we will be back many times throughout the season and have more vendors on. And we're going to partner with ConnectWise and pitch it to bring you more. And hopefully we will culminate all at IT Nation Connect in Orlando, Florida. Absolutely. And you'll be able to, if you, we have IT Nation Secure happening in June. Okay. Don't forget. And you'll see, and, and that conference is fast becoming a very large conference. Um, where last is, year we had, where's Secure that's, at? That's uh, also outside of Orlando and Kissimmee um, at the Gaylord. Aubrey, Gaylord? Yeah. Yeah. It's at the Gaylord. Um, June, I forget the exact date right now. I should know that, but it's. We'll find it. it. We'll find it and link to it in the show notes. Absolutely. And these guys, these, these vendors, they're sponsoring secure also. So you can meet them there. Okay. We are just pushing and we're pushing for emerging vendors. We want to see them. We're, we're giving them space. We're giving them a lot of love. They get, they get special pricing to be involved with us. If they go through pitch it, you know, we help them everything we can, every way we can to ensure their longevity with us. So they have staying power. All right. So for those that are listening, either in your car or on the running track, and you don't want to go to the show notes, IT Nation Secure is June 5th through the 7th at the Gaylord Palms Resort and Convention Center outside of Orlando in Kissimmee. So uh, might be able to see you guys there. Come and hang out with Find Florida, me. man. I'll, be- <laughs> I'll, have, I'll have my beard, so I'm not Florida, man. But I will be there. If you guys want to meet any of them, let me know. I'm more than happy to make introductions. I, you know, if I can help in any way, I will. All right. So, Sean, uh, we're coming up to the end of the show here. I am going to save you the question of Florida man or random question. I don't I, You probably didn't even prepare for it. Or I, did you? You know what? I tried to, but I can't beat the Florida man. <laughs> <laughs> any of them. Yeah. So, you guys have so many dumb things that occur up to and including a guy on a ham big blow up ball, like a hamster ball trying to cross the channel in it. Like, I mean, I, I can't beat those things. I tried, like I looked, I was Googling for days <laughs> trying to find a good story and nothing beats it. Uh, so I did try to prepare. So you don't have, you know, Pennsylvania men concealing heroin in your buttocks. I mean, I'm sure we do, but it's not, but you don't even just have that. It's you guys have like heroin in the buttocks, but then he also went to Target and bought an enema and then did it right there on the floor in front of like random people with like nuns or something. Yep. Like it's like it's it's not even just one thing. You guys always one up everybody else. Yep, we do. So There's I do have a I do have a Florida story, and it is not particularly Florida man, but it is tech related. So I want to go ahead and and uh, read this. And here's the headline. Major hospital system in Florida still using pen and paper after cyber attack. So the hospital system was in Tallahassee 
Florida, which is up near the Panhandle, home of the Florida State Seminoles. So Tallahassee Memorial Hospital serves a community of 385,000 people in Florida. And it was forced to stop all of their surgeries up through Monday because of a cyber attack. So it comes after a Russian cyber criminal group claimed responsibility for bringing down 14 total hospitals, including hospitals in California, Los Angeles, blah, blah, blah. But Tallahassee Memorial is the only one still using pen and paper almost five days after the cyber attack took place. That's happening right now? That is happening right now. Oh, my. So, um, coincidentally, one of my co- one of my colleagues, Vicki Bruns, she works within the marketplace with the vendors. She works with the vendors, right? She lives in Tallahassee. I'm totally going to mention. I, I need that link because I'm going to just make fun of Tallahassee. Yep. Her. Um, yeah. Um, I do have one person not out of Pittsburgh. Um, and actually... Not really like a floor, kind of, kind of what a Florida man story would be like, but not really. They call him Tennis Shoe Ernie, and he was around forever. Yeah. Um, he's so famous that he was actually put into the Urban Dictionary as well. And it's hard. I don't know if you ever tried to, I tried to put somebody in, t- in the Urban Dictionary before, and it's impossible. You have to have like a really legitimate write up, and you have to have people that all confirm to a certain degree to put them in. But he would drive. He would he he uh, he cleaned windows and stuff forever. He was ger- geriatric. He actually be on the news. He was around so much. He'd be on the news, and they would say, "Hey, so you know, what? Why do you do what you do?" He goes, "I can work." And he was he was handicapped, and he's like, "I'm not taking welfare. I'm not doing anything else." And he would literally drive his scooter. And you've been to Pittsburgh, so you know this too. He would drive his scooter from Steubenville, Ohio, which is in a car, a 50 minute drive from Ohio through through West Virginia to Pittsburgh down through the tunnels in Pittsburgh with his little scooter and his bucket and his mop and all that all attached to it. He would do it on a regular basis. Um, yeah. So he's like an urban legend to a degree, but he really is real. And he was around forever. He just passed recently. How but- freaking long did that drive take? Cause I've driven through those States to get up to Ohio and Michigan. It's a Dude, long freaking way. It's a 50. Well, so for Steubenville, cause right on the, it's on the Southwest border. Yeah. And then you, and you cross right over through West Virginia, you cross through the panhandle. So it's not very much, but he's on a little scooter, like an actual, like a little scooter. And that's, that's not drive. the Ohio river down there. Is it? Well, he ends up there. Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. So he follows all along that to Pittsburgh, which high river goes to Pittsburgh. He's driving through. And then if you know, if you ever took, if anybody's ever taken a flight to Pittsburgh and then took the ride into the city of Pittsburgh, you come through the Fort Pitt tunnel, which has the entrance to the city. You would literally drive through the tunnel to get to the hospitals and everything else. Like he would do all that. Ugh. So it probably took him. I mean, I imagine it probably took him hours and he would do it in the winter as well. It was all year long. He would do these things. I would tell you this. That's not a pretty tunnel that you guys have there either yeah. to uh, get oh. through there. And so I, I, I forget where I drove in the. Well, did you, did you, did you fly in or did you drive her? Oh, I flew in. Okay. So you, and if you came into the city, you came through the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Yeah. And that's when, because you're, you're on all highway and hills, and all of a sudden you go through the tunnel to the hill, and then it opens up to the whole city. You see the entrance. Yeah, the I was city. trying to look at where I was supposed to be. It's somewhere like near Delmont, Murraysville, or somewhere over there. But coming out of the tunnel, you had like mm, 500 yeah. feet 
to make sure you were in the right lane to get off the, off the I bridge. Wrote an, I wrote an article about that and MSP is trying to figure out what the hell to do and veterans remember. And I wrote it around that because there was a, when there was construction, there was a meme something put out where it had all these, there's already all the signs, as you know, when you come out, like, cause you come out of the tunnel and it's like, you got, you got five ways to go. You got like a hundred yards to make a decision on which way you're going to go. And, and if you choose wrong, you're like 45 minutes in the other direction coming back around because there's no way it's all cut off. Yeah. There's is, no U-turns. There's no off ramps. No. <laughs> there's an off ramp to the wrong place altogether. And all of a sudden you're like, shit, where do I go? Yep. Yeah, it is. It, and it's, it's the same way coming in too. So if you come from the other side and you're going towards the tunnel, you literally go on, you, there's an on ramp onto the bridge. The bridge has four lanes. And again, all four lanes lead to somewhere different. Mm. If you don't know where the hell you're going. It's, yeah, that's fun. Yeah. It's, <laughs> all right. We're going to keep talking about this folks. Um, we're going to say goodbye. And then uh, Shawnee and I are going to keep on chatting, but I uh, want to thank you for joining us on this episode of the it business podcast coming up. I want to be sure to get this out because you guys are, you're just, you're not going to believe it, but if you're listening to the podcast in real time, we are broadcasting on Wednesday night. Tomorrow afternoon, we are bringing back the diversity panels. For those of you that knew me when the show was PodNuts Pro, we did a series of panels in 2020 where we talked about diversity in tech, and then we kind of got away from it, but now we're bringing them back. So tomorrow afternoon, 4 p.m. Eastern, I will have a couple of people on. And we're going to talk about where we are now. We're going to have Dave Sobel and Nicole DeBerg-Khan from Synchro on and talk about the statistics and if things have changed in the last three years. And then we'll have a couple of more conferences or or, uh, podcast panel discussions later. But that'll be tomorrow afternoon, 4 p.m. Diversity, where are we now? And next week on the live show, In the middle of the IT Expo and MSP Expo that is here in Fort Lauderdale, I will have the one, the only, the incomparable Rob Ray will be joining me on the live show next week. The new PAX 8 channel chief is going to be in the house. He's he's the corporate. They made up some title for him. He's like the CVP. Corporate Vice President of Community. Channels and Ecosystems. Him. I texted him and I was like, dude, you might, I thought you were like the rock when he was the corporate champion. So you're the people's champion or corporate. I don't know what that is. And he laughed about it. I was like, I just don't know what to do. I, I feel like you should have a belt and you should lay like the smackdown on somebody. Like uh, just because that's what the rock would do. So it'll be interesting. And uh, I will have Rob Ray in the house. So folks, join us next week. And again, head over to itpodcast.com and find out all that you need to know. But that's going to do it for this episode. On behalf of my good friend, Sean Lardo, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and ConnectWise, I'm going to say thanks for hanging out. We'll see you next time. And until then, holla. 